This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. And at that time, with one month's experience, we were very taken by all the, by the tremendous reception and warmth of the community. And I feel two years have gone by and it's only increased uh, many-fold, and I would like to express that course of favor of everyone in the yeshiva for everything, in every way, whether it's the financial support, the physical, logistical support, which is, which is not always easy, for the warmth and the tremendous personal goodwill that people have shown the, the yeshiva, the bachrim, the close kesher, and on the personal level, the uh, fact that uh, I've received a tremendous amount of warmth and uh, whatever I could possibly need, and I want to just express that karsatayim on behalf of both the yeshiva and myself. The Gemara says, Tshuva is great because it brings about healing in the world. The Gemara proceeds to list seven types of greatest tshuva it brings, redemption and so on. Chazal were not, they didn't use words and flourishing statements. If we were to take out a thesaurus, I'm sure we could come up with at least 25 uh, benefits tshuva brings. Benevolence, blessings, healings, goodwill, kindness. Uh, you can pull out a whole, a whole page full of... Chazal singled out seven things. So healing is the very first one of them. And we have to understand what does it mean that healing is something that Tshuva brings about. It's doubly pr- problematic because what does it mean, in what context is the word healing used? Does it mean that sick people get better in Schus of Tshuva? If that's true, then it's strange it's like it's like every other it, it's like every other benefit when Kaisal does good things when they do mitzvahs so everything goes well uh, the fact that when Kaisal is doing tshuva they become tzaddikim again so naturally everything falls into sync as if they were doing good doesn't need anything special doesn't need a special mention of this more than anything else if healing means that the avera is forgiven and it's just a metaphor for forgiveness, if that's what healing means, then it's even more problematic. Because it's like saying, if I say that this doctor is a good person because he heals patients. I mean, well, that's what the definition of a doctor is. I could say he's a very good person because he shows extra care. He's a very good person because he's nice besides being professional. I, I would look for something else, but I say greatest tshuva because it brings about healing. If the word of healing, if the sense of the word healing is simply that tshuva helps that very forgiven, so well that's what tshuva is supposed to be doing. It's not a greatness of tshuva, that is what tshuva is. So we have a problem in understanding what does it mean tshuva brings about healing. Are we talking about a physical benefit not linked especially essentially to tshuva? So then it doesn't seem to be especially, it, it's like all the other blessings that come along when Kaisal does good. If it means that a virus are forgiven and healing is a metaphor for that, 
So fine, so well, that Shuvah is supposed to do that. It's not supposed to be an extra of Shuvah. As a matter of fact, this is also tied in in the Shemona Esra. The, the, the closeness of Hashivenu and Rafainu, the Gemara darshans as a Pasik, the Gemara says, the Gemara, the Gemara deals with it. Why is it not right next to it? The Gemara speaks about it. But the Gemara also implies that the, the fact that they're close to Shemona Esra is because Refua and Shuva are linked together. And obviously it's of the same nature, the link, and we have to understand why, in what way. It's Psukim, actually. We just landed in the Aftaira of Erpe Meshuvasam Ehabe Nedava in Pasha Shuva. It's uh, that Akadish Baruch will heal their wanderings. And also it says Vishavirafalai, a lot of places. It's, it's, it's in Tanakh, it's quite frequently used as a metaphor for forgiveness. And understanding that it's not just a metaphor but it's identifying a certain specific property of tshuva is, is the point that we'll, we'll try to see. To, in order to understand it better, in order to get a better grip on, on what is the healing process in tshuva, we have to focus in a little bit on the concept of healing itself as used in Chazal and in Halacha. The first uh, thing to ponder, the first point to ponder is the Gemara says, or the Kama, other places, the Pasik says, Virapo Yurape, Mikan Shenitin Rishus Lerapis. A doctor is allowed to heal because the Torah mentions the fact that a doctor will heal. A doctor the, a, a doctor is allowed to do refua because the Torah says you have to pay for it. So obviously it's something that is allowable. The question is, why not? I mean What's the problem? Because he, he's interfering with some divine process? Is there, is there a havamina that a person is not allowed to plow his field? Is there a havamina that a person is not allowed to irrigate his crops? There is, there, we don't find a problem in doing the natural order of things as being a contradiction to divine providence or, or divine uh, all-encompassing uh, rule of the world. We understand that the world has a natural order, a natural flow, and a person is supposed to do things in harmony with nature. So what's the problem with healing? Why is healing different? It's, it's, it's part of the natural process of the world. A person is hungry, eats, a person is tired, sleeps, and a person is sick, looks for some remedy. What's the, what's the problem with that? Also, in the bracha for refua, it's constructed very differently. It's very different than all the other brachas. All of the brachas of Shemona Esra, we request HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bore Haleinu, Esashana, Azois. We ask that HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless this year, and give us crops, parnas, and so on. Fine. Hashiveinu, Vinasar, Secha, Chaneinu, Mitcha. Every single bracha is a bracha where we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help us in our endeavors. Refua, is very strangely worded. Heal us, Hashem, so that we be healed, and help us, save us, so that we be salvation, Yeshua. It's a Pasuk, actually. It's a Pasuk, Yirmiya. But it, it's incorporated as we speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we tell them, heal us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that we really be healed. Why? 
it, it, why is it different than everything else? Everything else, we just implore. We don't say, Baruch Aleinu, Sashon Azois, Kedeshin is Baruch Shnaseinu. We don't say, Hashivainu, Kedeshin, Nashu, Vichuva. It's understandable that in Hashem, Yishma here, Shav Shakat Shemeh, Vakash doesn't help. Nothing, nothing gets off the ground. So it, it's understood as an axiom in every bracha that you make that you're imploring divine assistance because without that it's not going to go. In Refuah, we mention it specifically. And we say, Refeinu Hashem v'nei Rafei, Hoishi'enu v'nei Vashea. Heal us so that we be healed. And save us so that we are saved. So somewhere Refuah stands out as different from all the other activities and different than all the other needs of a person. And that needs to be understood very carefully. We'll start with a Pasik. Pasik says, the Pasik is it's in Hazinu. Hazinu is a parish that deals with the entire, um, it deals with the, the world proceeding from beginning to end. It's sort of a mini, a mini cycle of the entire Kalal Yisrael's existence. The Goyen points that out, and he has tremendous clues that he finds in the parasha. Hazinu is a sort of a sort of condensed version of the whole Torah and of the different epochs and eras that Israel will go through. Towards the end, there's a pasuk proclaims, "Ru'u ata." Now see, in other words, after you've seen the entire cycle of history, after you've experienced all that's written here, Ru'u Ata, see now, Ki Ani Anihu, I and only I am God. We ain't Elohim Imadi, and there is no other force coexisting with, with myself. Ani Omus Vachaya, I kill people. I, I, and, and I make them come alive. Let's pause a second. This is probably the strongest power that we could picture HaKadosh Baruch Hu and saying HaKadosh Baruch Hu can kill and HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give life. To us that is the ultimate in uh, omnipotence. There's nothing else we could say that's bigger than that. But the positive doesn't stop there. The Pasuk says, Mochatzti, I've crushed, Vani Erpa, and I will heal. I mean, it's anticlimactic. You just said that I have the power to, to kill, and I have the power to bring to life. And then he says, and I can crush, in other words, make people sick in some way, and heal them. I mean, what does it mean? I think it would be Mechaim Mason that healing is obvious. Isn't it? What what we say? The same problem we have in Shmon Esra. We say, So we start the bracha by saying, And then, and and so the other aspects, all of these might not be as powerful as making someone alive. But Mechal Kachayim Bechesed is—it's another way in which Hakadosh Baruch expresses his his hashgacha uh, and his power. But when he says Rofe Cholim, isn't that included in making in in in, in making them in, in, in being Mechayim Mason? 
it's not a, the issue is not which is greater and which is less, but isn't it the same, just a much a much lesser version of it? What does it mean we say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, besides being Mechayim Mesim, is Rofecholim? The other aspects of it are not the are the parallel, that they're, they're, they're ancillary. They're not they're not part of the same thing. They're they're all Mechalkal Chaim is a different process than Mechayim Mesim. But Rofe Cholom is the same as Machai Mason. What's the difference between the two? It's, it's just a, a, a small version of it. So, to understand it, let's start with this. this a, the, the question about Rifa'enu was asked by the Zohar. And the Zohar says an, an awesome chiddush. The Zohar says the following. Kibun the Amar Rifa'eni Malvei Rafa. The Zohar asks it on the Pasik. Um, Yermiel said, Rifa'eni ve'irafe, heal me so that I be healed. Isn't it obvious? Isn't it obvious that, 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 that if HaKadosh Baruch, he hasn't been to heal you, you will be healed if he comes across with you? So the Zohar says, all healing is in HaKadosh Baruch's hands. But it depends how he does it. There are two types of ways in which he can do it. He can do it himself, and he can do it through a shliach. He can do it through an emissary. He can do it through a representative. The difference is, Dazar says, that those that are healed by someone who is a representative can become sick again. And those who are healed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot become sick again. That is, so therefore he says, Rifa'enu Hashem I want the special refuah that comes from Hashem. I'd like to understand that. I'd like to understand... Why is it like that? What about if HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what about Parnassah? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends Parnassah through an emissary, we can become poor again. And if he does it himself, we can't become poor. Why, is that, why doesn't this exist in every system? Only Refuah we find it, this distinction. And, and that's why only Refuah we say Refein Hashem What's the difference? So, let's try to think a second. In, in the, one of, one of the puzzles, one of the riddles, that people, that people still puzzle, that scientists still puzzle, is the distinction between animals and parts of a person that have regeneration to animals, uh, you know, levels of animal life and parts of a person that don't have regeneration. That a person, uh, a, small, a lower form of animal life, will lose half of itself and it'll grow back again, as if nothing. A person will lose skin, it'll grow back again. If, if it's, let's say if it's on his finger, it'll have the same fingerprint the second time as well. Exactly the same. And yet, if a person loses something sizable, there is no regeneration. And, and it's puzzling what determines where there's regeneration and where not. I, I'd like to understand the riddle a little bit. When a person when you, when a person takes a, a, a something inanimate and he chops off part of it, so the reason why this part can't grow an extension, forgetting about all the reasons why it can't grow an extension, but it's not even quote unquote aware that there's another part. Every part is a part unto itself, and whatever you snap off is gone. It doesn't have any connection with anything else. A person, the fact, when a person's piece of skin is missing, so that piece of skin is gone. 
how does it how does it get this piece of skin again? It must be that somewhere, and again, whatever level, there's a system in the body. There's a, 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 a whether the genes or, or I mean, I, well, the genes are obvious, but but the, the, there is a system that identifies and keeps a record. Let's call it. Again, I'm, I'm speaking all uh, a bit on a metaphor. It, it sort of is aware of what the body needs to look like and can fill it in again because there's an original plan to what's there. When a person, when a part of a building falls off and you try to rebuild it, so either, either a person remembers what that looks like and he reconstructs it, or what you usually do is you go back to the plans, you open it, you know, you look at it again and you redo it. There has to be some master plan, some idea, some master idea of what the thing is supposed to look like so that the thing itself can can go back again. If, if some sort of foreign agent invades a person and it throws a lot of the systems into, into disarray, let's say a person's temperature swings, let's say a person, a person uh, gets temperature and, and the, the, the his body is, is, is temperature shoots up. So obviously that system is out of control. <coughs> if there wouldn't be a master system that keeps somewhere track of what the person's temperature is supposed to look like and what the response of, of, of his of, of his uh, um, of his organism to temperature is supposed to be, he could never reconstruct it again. Because if you break the entirety, you've broken it. I mean Everybody today uses computers. You, people are aware you have programs that that um, keep track of you know, files that are corrupted by viruses or files that get lost uh, you know, when you format something careless and so on. What you def the first thing that has to exist is some sort of image of what the file is supposed to look like, and then when and then it's possible to identify when it's not okay. But if, if the thing it's but if there is no record of that, there is just no way to mend it. You can redo it again. You can do it again. A person who remembers the text that he wrote in can write it again. But the redoing would only make sense if there is some retention of a, of a picture, let's call it, of, of that of that image. And that's why in a person, when 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 the retroviruses that invade a person and they corrupt, so to speak, the master file of identifying what's an enemy and what's not an enemy is deadly because ne now there's no system to deal with that anymore. You've, you've corrupted that very basic point that, that keeps, that retains a record of what's alien and, and, and what's part and, and of So when we speak of refuah with the capital, with, with the reish, we identify two types of refuah. When a person cuts himself, and what grows after it is scar tissue. That type of refuah, it serves the person well, but it's not a reconstruction, it's not a regeneration of what was. It's just something says you can't leave open spaces in a person, and you have to cover it. So put in scar tissue. A, a person who, who loses some, some <laughs> limb or sense, the body begins to readjust itself and, and sharpen other senses. It, 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 these are all not healing in that sense. These are sort of a, a crutches. The body supplies off with crutches, but that's not healing. When we speak of healing, we speak of something in the person that can reconstruct that 
which was. And it can only do it because it never lost it. Somewhere in the person, there was an element that retained the sense of what the person is supposed to look like. Exactly the way the original set of genes had a picture of what the person is supposed to look like. And this, this, and, and this serves to recreate the person. So that's what the Zohar means. The Zohar says there are two types of reform in the world. When we're speaking of practical reform, crutches type of reform, those are the type of reform that an emissary does. It means, listen, a person has an open gash, it's very big, it's, we don't have any more sense of what it's supposed to look like, but you're supposed to patch it up. So it's, it's a patch, it looks like a patch, and it does its job, but that's what it is. The level of refuah, the level of refuah that, that, that is refuah, Hashem, that's a level where you have, the master plan still exists. You recreate the person, you regenerate the person, <coughs> rather than just slap uh, uh, a, a, a uh, band-aid on so, the, and the, the reason for it is because the only thing in the world that cannot be done by anyone in the world is an act of creation. From creation onwards, a, um, a, the, a person has the world, we have every activity within the world from creation and after, from after creation onwards, we are in charge. Kivshuaretz, redu. We, we, we manage, we farm, everything we do. But creation is something that is outside of a person's realm. And therefore, when you speak of a healing process that is parallel to creation, in the sense that you have to recreate something, that is Takarish Baruch If it, by definition, it can't be done by anything that's called an emissary and so on. So when we say Rifa'enu Hashem Rafa, we're speaking about a, 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 a specific refuah that is only in the hands of Kaddish Baruch. All the other endeavors of Shmon Esra are endeavors that a human being was given the right to do, the possibility to do, except that, except that he needs a Kaddish Baruch who's Siyat We ask for this specific type of refuah, which is really what the Zohar is saying, and we say Rifa'enu Hashem Rafa because the only way Rifua in its real original sense can take place is only through Akharishbah. The Pasik says, this is let's go back to Pasik. Ru'u Ata Kianiyanihu Vainalahimi Madi. Take a look that there's nothing but me. Ani omis vachaya, I will I kill and I bring back to life. Mochatsti Vani Erpa, I crush and I heal again. What it means is, why is we asked, I mean, isn't it obvious if Akash kills and turns to life that he heals? The answer is because the process of killing and bringing to life in the Trias Amesim sense is something that we don't see. It's, we believe in it, but it's, it's, you're talking about the whole era of the universe. There's the, the period of death and the period of life. If we want to see a, a mini-replay of Trias HaMesim, we see it in Refua. We see it in Refua because real Refua in the world at the level it exists is Trias HaMesim. It's something that was inanimate and it, and it came to life again. There was no skin over here. The skin was gone. It was cut off. 
And somewhere there still existed a picture of that skin with all its whirls and all its twists, and it comes back again. So the the almost is actually the 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 type. It's the it's the recreation in in the in in the bria of of emes in a way that we can see, in a way that we can relate to. There's a fascinating. The Zohar says very fascinating. He says that in Tchias people will rise again with the same deformities and problems and, you know, physical problems that they had before. And then they will be healed. And the reason that the Zohar gives for it is so that people will not say HaKadosh Baruch Hu created other people. In other words, if this person who, who was Nifta was, was an old, deformed person and the one who jumps out is young and healthy and, and, and whole, so who says it's Chiyas HaMesim? That's what the Zohar says. Just to understand it in the way we're explaining it, it means it's a much to create a new is in some ways not as big as a nace as to take that which was there and still even that same person. Akashvoka creates new people, we believe every baby that's born, every child that's born, Akashvoka gave it life. But the fact that Akashvoka can infuse life in something that died, it means that even when things are dead, they retain a spore. They retain some spark and of, of what was, and 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 that and that uh, and that brings everything back to life again. So Akadosh Baruch Hu will demonstrate that in the things that were dead, in the things that looked like they were gone, those things have in themselves a force that can reopen it and come to life again. The um, the uh, let's. Go from the refuah back to tshuva. Tshuva is a process, what we understand, of becoming better people, different people, and so on, which is fine. But for most people, at some point in their life, they begin to say, you know, it's it's like when you're young, things mend quickly. I mean, what what already will be, whatever I do now, how much will it? It'll it'll be just a patch. It'll be, I, I will have slapped on a little learning in my later years. I'll have slapped on a little more careful davening. But most people begin to feel that it's not, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's secondary to the nature. The refuah inherent in tshuva is this process. The refuah inherent in tshuva is a process where every person retains in himself somewhere in his, in, in his psyche, in, 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 in his neshama, retains a picture of what the person was supposed to have looked like. Somewhere we have that original format that we can relate to. The Erpa Meshuvasa, when a person begins to do tshuva, what he's doing is not, crea- he's not becoming another person, but he's rather beginning to recreate himself. If we hit on the right level of tshuva, then what we're doing is we're regenerating. We're not adding scab tissue, we're not adding scar tissue, but we're regrowing it again, because the Omis Vachaya, the Trias HaMesim shows itself in the Mochatz Divani Erpo. And just like Refua lies in the Bria, and we see it on a mini level, on, 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 and Shuva is a process that's akin to it. 
And that's why it's called Refua. <coughs> I want to... So we've spoken about Refua and the process of Tshuva. I'd, I'd like to use a few minutes the, to bring it on a, on a maybe more of a um, macro scale of Kalal Yisrael as a Kalal. A person wonders a lot of times. A person who's a Balnefesh wonders a lot of times can it be that a person with his intellect and feelings and, and, and the perceptions has to spend such an inordinate amount of time on necessities. A person who works in business, uh, he puts in 10, 12 hours a day and the other necessities, and if, he's, if he does his best, he ekes out an hour, an hour and a half for learning a day, and davening. So let's say two hours out of the day for a person's avodas Hashem, people, I mean, it, it, it basically is a maximum for almost every, anyone busy. And people wonder, is it something, can it be? Can it be? I mean, it, it, it seems to be such, such a not efficient use. A person who has to service machines 22 hours a day to get two hours worth of production will be out of business very soon. It's not going to go well. I mean, you, 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 you try to take down service to minimum. So how can it be that a person has such an inordinate amount of, of worldly needs that don't really relate to anything that a human being is about in order to, 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 to do that hour or two of Avodah Sashem. So that's a very true feeling. And it's true. That it has no answer because the, the person's hit something on the nail. It's a Mishnah. The Mishnah at the end of Kedushin deals with what are the... what should a person has to teach his son a profession to earn a livelihood and so on. And the Mishnah focuses on what's, a, what's an appropriate profession and so on. Reb Shimon ben Alaza Oimer, Reb Shimon Alaza said, Ra'isa miyamecha chaya ve'oif she'esh lem umnes. Did you ever see an animal that have a job? Ve'hei mispanesim sholei bitzah. And they, you know, the Parnassah doesn't come bitzah. Meaning the following. And uh, what we call a job, he means something that is only a means to attain something else. So every animal is an element in what it's doing. A lion doesn't just chase for food. It, it chasing, chasing animals for food is what a lion's all about. That's 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 what he's doing all day. It's not a, it's not a job, and then he comes home to do something else. So he says, Ella. He says, in Ella shehayresi masai, I sin vikipachias panasasi, and therefore I lost it. Meaning the following. Had Adam Arisha not sinned, his whole day would have been filled with doing things that make use of man's special stature. That's, that's what... Adam Arisha was there, he was there to, to, to deal with things that are divine using his intellect, his deep emotions, his, his closeness to Hashem, his neshama. Everything that makes a person a person was geared for one purpose. And that is to deal with the things that are divine in, in the creation. We sin, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that you will suffer because of it. And the suffering is 
that he has to spend such an inordinate amount of time taking care of his basic needs. Why is that a tikkun? It's, that's, for, that's for some other time. But that is the point of the Mishnah. The Medrash says that man, before he sinned, was as big as the world, as tall as the world. That's the statue. After he sinned, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cut him down to a hundred, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cut him down to a hundred Amal. That was the first um, shortening of a person. People make a mistake when they say over the Medrash. They say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu shortened man to a hundred Amas. It's not the right way to say it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu compacted man to a hundred Amas. We didn't get chopped off, not at the feet and not at the head. The, 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 the play, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did was rather he compacted it. I mean, again, I hate to use a computer metaphor, but it just seems to be, the, it just seems to be so uh, common. When a person has files that are compressed, the files themselves are useless. They don't run anything, they don't do anything. You can't, you can't uh, run them. They contain every element of information that you need, but they're not active files, they're compressed. What you do need is, you need one file that's running that can uncompress the files, and then the files run well and fine. It uncompresses it, everything starts from there. So, when Adam was compacted, when Adam Arishan was, was, was lowered, and it was, was made compact, it means, by and large, humanity lost its main function in an active way. All of, most of human activity became uh, occupied to just take care of themselves and not creative in the sense that it was meant to be. This is, the Chazal referred to this using the words of that person, Ani mochatsti v'ani erpa, the Chazal say in Breshis, makosei shal oilam, the real crushing weight the real, when did HaKadosh Baruch Hu crush the world? Makasei Shaloylam. Ani mochatsdi. When did HaKadosh Baruch Hu crush the world? When he took man and compressed him from being his scope as an entire world, a, a complete person, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu compressed him to the size that we are. We're small. We don't have anything of stature. That is the Makasei Shaloylam. If there's to be a process of reform, if there's to be a process of reform in the world, something has to stay of that original, of that original uh, coal, of that, of that original uh, genetic setup, <coughs> an active file, call it however you want, something that has to stay. I, I'd like to explain, it's, a, it's something that most people are not really aware of. What's the purpose of a yeshiva in, 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 in the... In a yeshiva in its real sense, meaning not a place, there's, a, there's an age where we educate children, and it's definitely, that's, that's, that's something that you need. To, it's something that they can't be Jewish with their health. So we have a level of a school system that is, gives them the basic Jewish knowledge and chinuch and so on. That's one thing, that we understand. There's a need to produce functioning rabbonim, chazonim, shaykh demolim, whatever you want, teachers, that is also something that's 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 a, that's important, and that's a function of of, of a learning center. It has for all these things are fine and good, 
But there's a much deeper purpose to yeshiva, and it redefines what a yeshiva is. Yeshivas, in, in the in the in the in the sense that they were understood to be in Europe and here, are not places that provide a function. Their their tachlis is to exist as that ember, a place where the place itself is has in itself retains in itself a, 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 an image of what man is supposed to be like. Man is something that's supposed to be involved in kashbach all day. It can't be done universally. It can't be done by everyone. It can't be done by an entire society. And, and it's not expected to be done. But if society is, is to retain in itself a spark that can relight it, an image that, that everything else can form about, that's only if it retains a model. And again, it might be that every single person in the yeshiva has his own compromise of reality as far as jobs and so forth. But the yeshiva as an environment, as a place, as a base medrash, that is its purpose, to be, be a place that retains in itself that image of the way man was supposed to be before he was crushed by, by, by his avarice and crushed by life's demanding burdens. And this, the, the, we're speaking now under, under the auspices of, of the Yisraelis, but I think it, it's the right place and right time to say it. The learning people do, whether at home or in other places, is very good, it's tremendous, and it should be mechuzik. But there's something special to come to a Medrash that is a yeshiva today and be part of it. Because whatever you're learning you do on your own, and your own framework, that gives you Torah, and it gives you knowledge, and your Shemayim, and everything. But the glimpse of a world that is focused solely around the Arankadish and, and the Svarimshah, that's focused solely around Kaddish Baruchu, that only exists in a Beismedrish environment. The Beismedrish is that Nekuda of Chiyus. There's an interesting thing, Gemara says, you, you see the, the metaphors that, that Chachamim use are so right. If somebody humiliates a Talmud Chacham, he has no refuah. Because the refuah, in, in the sense of, of, of being a rapid person, can only be from, from this environment. And if he cuts off, if he kills that germ of, 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 of Metzias, of Chiyas, of Surus of, 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 of Adam, the way it's supposed to be, then that's it. If he kills that, that master file that has in itself the surah of what the person is supposed to look like, so, so he's cut himself <coughs> off. Elu Refua is a very, very specific, uh, it, Chazal used it very specifically. It's Refua that he's cutting off. So if there's something, if there's something to be mechazik, it's that, per, besides aiding to learning at Storm and so on, but to do it within the yeshiva framework, whether it's with Chavrusis, whether it's in Shurim, in the yeshiva, or just coming and learning in the yeshiva, that itself is, is the place where a person has refuah, and, and, and that provides him a link to, to, to that nekuda of, 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 of Tzuras Adam before he was, he was, he was diminished, and before he was miniaturized, and, it, and it's something in the process of Erpah, Meshuvah, Mahavim, and